The Bucket List with Beefy and Diana Simons. Good morning, Melbourne. Good morning, everyone. This is The Bucket List, but it's not Beefy and Diana Simons. Diana's actually gone to fulfil some of her bucket list things over in the US of A. So you're left with me, Beefy, the world's biggest sportsman. So I thought, who else could join me on a Saturday morning to wake up Melbourne, apart from my good friend and my co-host, cohort, I don't know, one of the two, on 365 Days of Sport. Yes, it is in... The man who I'm not really talking to this morning because uh, New Zealand have pounded Wales into the ground in the battle of the second teams in the Rugby World Cup. So uh, he's got that over me this morning. It is, yes, the man from Auckland, casual Rob Bryars. I was a bit worried you are going to call me a co-whore. That would have thrown people off at 8am in the morning. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Co- yeah, yeah, I, I got in between the two, co-hort or co-host. Right. You're not really a co-host, so you're definitely a co-hort. I'll forgive you. It's very, very early. I'm yeah. not used to this. Definitely not. Why is it bucket list? What's, 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 why is it in a bucket list? So we why do a not, show. Why is, why is it not just a list? Why does it have to have a... Because what? it's about sporting experiences, Rob. That, but uh, what's a bucket? Why is there a bucket? That's a great question. I don't know why. Who came up with the term bucket list? Who right. knows? I think it's the fact that somebody, when they initially did it, they put all their ideas on a bit of paper and put them in a bucket and draw them out and say, I'm going to do this today. I think that's kind of why... That's where it comes yeah. from. Yeah. Okay. I've never really thought about that before, Rob. Well, it's, it's a pleasure <laughs> to be here anyway. And yes, we did... We destroyed the Welsh last... Uh, that was the time you could have broken the 66-year hoodoo. <laughs> yeah, thanks. The, uh, thanks I thought it was me. a bit... It was too selfless of... Uh, what's, the, what's your coach's name? Warren Gatland. Warren yeah. Gatland. To look to the future and play the young players. Well, they've got to get experience somehow. But I, I, it's the game nobody wants. Right. That Rugby World Cup third, fourth playoff. Yeah. Although it was probably one of the better third and fourth players oh, I've was seen. It? Okay. You didn't actually watch it? No. No interest. Just that, that cut, cut and dry. Gone. That done. cut and dried. In fact, I've probably got no interest about the World Cup final tonight, to be honest, Rob. No, I'm not that keen. Either. I think we both are in the same boat come Monday when we both got knocked out in the semifinals. Yes. I thought it was bye-bye. Uh, bye. For those who haven't deciphered, you have got a Welshman and a New Zealander yes. on air here. So um, we're uh, not real thrilled about life. No, no. And the only thing we've got up our sleeves is we're, we're both better than the Wallabies. That's right. Can't That'll go down that. well. Go down well. With the public. Now, Rob, yep. what's a uh, big thing in Melbourne this weekend? It is the kickoff to, I'm gonna, I was going to say Spring Racing Festival, but we're weeks into the Spring Racing Festival. This is Melbourne Cup week. Well, well into it. Kicked off with a solid donkey fest last night at uh, Mooney Valley, which uh, was not great viewing for those. Oh, really? Not, Why? It, it was not even worth mentioning. Okay. Just terrible fields. It's all about today. It's all about today. Yep. We it's, have, uh, well, obviously Flemington. Obviously Flemington. Six Group 1s. Six group ones. Are you, are you wanting my, my tips for each race? Well, we can do. We might as well if you're uh, going to add your weighty. Well, if people want to lose, well, forget that. Forget forget the tips. Let's just get on Rob's almighty Hail Mary, oh. which is paying Amiga 7,000 to one. Uh, okay. So I've just got a dollar twenty on this particular a bit. Do- is that all you had left in your account? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's all <laughs> I had left. Just wrap it up. So Flemington, Flit to win race two. Savatiano, race five, number four. Yeah. And Bivouac, no, race six at Flemington. Yeah. And then at Rose Hill, Tally to win. Race, well, that's race uh, six. Race seven, Colding. And race eight, Trekking. So are these all in each This is an accumulator. Six horse accumulator. Accumulator with, with paying $7,097.01. Oh, well. And uh, that'll be a collective $8,870. Yeah, at which... that massive outlay of $1.20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huge bet. <laughs> 
<laughs> Huge bet. So what else? What have you got planned for the rest of the week? Seeing as you're a big horse racing fan, for the rest of the week. Well, as people may or may not know, we did our 365 days of sport great venture together, which. You may not realise it's basically given me a phobia of going to sports events in person. Oh, right. So you can cast a pretty impressive image of me sort of just sitting on the couch, uh, drinking beers with the racing channel on and just watching the races. Just watching. Yeah. And probably yelling at the TV. Okay. Um, at some point, I might have to take my girlfriend out for dinner in between. <laughs> but uh, it'll be a balanced effort, Beefy. So the uh, backdrop now off the back of 365 Days of Sport is I am the world's biggest sports watcher, but I actually go and watch. Guinness and World Record Holder. Guinness World Record okay, Holder, so yeah. how, how many million times do you drop that in a show these days? Uh, once a week, definitely, okay. a minimum. That's right. It's my prerequisite. Uh, and then you're the world's biggest uh, watcher. Fan of Guinness. <laughs> fan of Guinness and watcher from the couch. But exactly right. Yeah. And that's you're completely to blame for this. When when did your punting days end, by the way? What was the what was the one think, that made you give it away altogether? Oh, oh it could be anything. Could be. Uh, probably the lack of money. That yeah. generally doesn't help. Mm-hmm. I can't think what it really is. There's, there's not one specific that turning stands point. out in my mind. No, not really. Yeah, I'm trying to think now. You you caught me on the hop, unfortunately. Hey, but what? while we're talking horses, what I've done. Yep. is I have found some of the more funnier horse racing calls. Commentary moments. Commentary moments, yeah. I just whipped. Unorthodox commentators. Definitely unorthodox commentators, that's for sure. There's a lot of vigour. Was it too vigorous? Um, Lack of information? What, what I we think at? all the above. Funny moments. Mm. Uh, guys just had taken a break during the uh, during the call of the race to mm. do other things, as you'll see in the first one. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this is funny enough. This is a Kiwi having a sledge about the Wallabies during the middle of a race. Okay, it's multitasking. Inside the twelve hundred meters they go. I reckon nothing will change until they get to about the five hundred meters. So we'll take advantage of that. Snow White, Snow White, and the Seven Dwarfs. They're out. Having a Sunday drive, leisurely Sunday drive in the car. Suddenly she swerved and missed a, uh, a possum walking across the road. Anyway, the car rolled. It was a terrible crash. As the field get to the 800 metres? Anyway, eventually Snow Wright, she manages to get out of the car. She's the only one to get out. She's very worried about the seven dwarves. She yells out, can anybody hear me in there? After a few moments, a little voice pipes up. Australia will win the Rugby World Cup. Thank goodness there's Snow White. Dopey is still alive. Up towards the home turn, they come here with about 450 metres to go. Well, <laughs> just in case nothing's happening during the horse ride, <laughs> I'll just chuck out a couple of jokes. That must have been some Tuesday afternoon at Tarapa or something. <laughs> I would have thought not, so. Not a major meet. Wasn't, no, and wasn't, I th- wasn't by the same Boxing Day derby. By the same, there was only three horses in the race as well. Okay. <laughs> so it was a hell of a field at Tarapa on a Tuesday. I think the Kiwi accent really brings it home there. Of course. That works for me well. Yeah. All right, what, do you got? what else you got? Uh, how about this one? This is out of the States. This is an absolute classic. In case you ever win the lottery, Rob, mm. these are the two horses in the race you think, well, I'm just going to name my horse this. Right. They're off. Little Miss Macho had a bit of an awkward start. My wife knows everything broke well. Lady Butata's up and on the pace. Rojo's tune is out third. The wife doesn't know. Fourth to the outside. And Alini's hope is fifth. Past the half-mile pole. Lady Mutata by a length and a half. Little Miss Macho is in second. After that comes My Wife Knows Everything in third. On the far outside, The Wife Doesn't Know is moving up and is now fourth and right alongside of My Wife Knows Everything. My Wife Knows Everything and The Wife Doesn't Know 
are moving together on the far turn, and they're coming after Lady Mutata coming to the quarter pole. Lady Mutata in front. Here come My Wife Knows Everything, and The Wife Doesn't Know on the far outside. Little Miss Macho is fourth. They're into the stretch. Lady Mutata, My Wife Knows Everything. Center of the track, The Wife Doesn't Know. Into the final furlong. My Wife Knows Everything. The Wife Doesn't Know. They're one, two. Of course they are. My Wife Knows Everything in front. To the outside, The Wife Doesn't Know. My Wife Knows Everything. The Wife Doesn't Know. My Wife Knows Everything. More than The Wife Doesn't Know. Miss Tallahassee was third. Good on Miss Tallahassee for coming third there. Where do you sit on that spectrum, Beef? Does the wife know or does the wife not know? Uh, no, the wife generally knows everything. Yeah? Well, the ex-wife does. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, I haven't got a wife, but I do have a partner. You do. Of course. And the, she definitely knows everything. There you go. Yeah. That says it all. <laughs> the wife doesn't know! No, she does. Anyway, this is what happens when, you know, you've probably bitten off a little bit more than you can chew... When you might be feeling it's a bit like you this morning, Rob. Mm. When you're feeling a little bit sick, a bit rough, bit rough. But you got to, you got to push through. You just got to push through. Fifty to travel in second place. Eliya Rose on the inside. Linveld eighty. Now he goes full steam ahead. We're one step closer, and he goes forward three wide quickly. Going with the Eliya Rose on the inside. Cop and Eiffel can't go with them. Then in turn behind those between runners will be on Tijan on the inside. Linveld eighty and at the tail in the field. We're looking about five or six meters to Boomerowie boy. I think we're going here in front, leading the way. It's a Rose leads by two metres in second placing. No, I don't think I'll get through this. Eliot Yatesy, where are you? We need you, mate. In front of Eliot Rose, down the outside. Trying hard was one step closer. <laughs> but Eliot Rose wins. Second placing. We own a teach, and I think, or on the inside, Cop and Eiffel. Ah, oh, yes. He got there in the end, just. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I've never quite gotten to that state in my in my time. But no, who knows? see what you can do if you keep Ma- abusing me during the show or something, and I'll get, <laughs> get rallied. Imagine that during the Melbourne Cup. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce McAvaney would. Oh, that would be a problem. Yeah, like Maccabi Diva's third win, and that yeah. that, that keeps it. Yeah, <laughs> be one. forever etched in history. Like that. imagine every TV promo. Maccabi Diva. Funnily enough, I've heard Ray Warren talk about the pressures of commentating yeah. those those big races because you just you only get one shot. Exactly right. So they and they if they get it wrong. It's in the history books until That's the end of day. Exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. Now, South Africa, they're never short of pulling their punches. So I grabbed this out of a South African meeting uh, a while ago. But uh, this is an absolute cracker. Mm-hmm. Come into the turn and you can see Jan-Erik Neuroth is still looking for a way through on uh, favourite number two, Angel Love. And he making the same mistake he made earlier in the day today, but now uh, seemingly getting a chance down the inside rail there as uh, we see the favourite being hampered. And what a bloody idiot he is as they come down the straight here now with uh, favourite Angel uh, flying here. Angel Love's going to fly to win it and Angel Love wins it from six and three but what an incredible stupid drive by a ride by uh, Neuroth. I get more and more irritated when I see what he did in the uh, first race today on the massive favourite. <laughs> what a bloody idiot he is. Well, yeah. It's very clear what's happened. He's on the horse. Yeah, exactly. And, and he's, he's got a big collect coming. And it's, uh, it's under threat from the surrender centre from the jockey. 
So it's not a most impartial piece oh. of commentary. That's, that's an emotionally fueled call, that one, for I'm sure. I'm pretty sure that is, uh, yeah, you're well, on the money that. there, well, like he was. But the the South African accent brings it home to Yeah, as well. Very, very stern. I'm just imagining if that's the normal standard of South African horse racing comedy, I'm going to watch, I'm just going to watch it yeah. for that, because yeah, yeah. Uh, that is a cracker. There is another South African one. There's a horse called Run Rhino Run. Oh, yes. When he just goes on, off. on YouTube yeah. sometime, and this thing wins by... Uh, half a mile. About, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He just, cut, straight out the gate, just sprints off. It just runs off the track almost. They so do check clearly. that one. Well, Any more specials? Well, this is it. The number one number at this one. stage. All now, right. I, I did mention earlier, if you won the lottery, what you would call a horse. I think this guy, he must have won the lottery, or he's a pirate. And they're off. And in between horses, Spider Rock now in fifth position on the far outside. Stan Pat races sixth. Let's go, Yankees is now seventh, followed by Unbridled Wish in eighth. Arrgh! Is now ninth. And the trailer is on our evening. Coming to the top of the stretch, Half Cat the leader. Half Cat in front, but here's Stan Pat. Stan Pat up to challenge for that lead as they field. Turns for home. Matt's Wish on the outside runs in third. Then down toward the inside, it's Feline fell in fourth. In the middle of the track is... Arrgh! Coming down to the final 16th, it is Stan Pat in front. Arg, arg, arg in front, coming down to the wire. They're coming to the finish, and it's all... <laughs> Feline fell in second, Stan Pat there. <laughs> I'm not quite sure how you spell arg on the uh, race card there, but it's arg. That's, that's what happens when you have an onomatopoeia for a name. Onomatopoeia. Yeah. Is that the right term? I don't know. It's just the noise. I like sports, Rob. I like sports. <laughs> <laughs> um, very, very... I've, I've heard that call a couple of times. Yeah. I must confess. It is... Uh, it's outstanding. There we go. Must so, have been Pirate uh, Week or something. I don't know. It, it could have been Pirate actually. I was just reading as well, there's a horse in the Breeders' Cup this week called uh, Kavefe as a bit of a tag to Donald Trump. Kavefe. You remember he put that tweet out in the, the late at night when he said, oh, you know, the US Parliament is Kavefe. It was like, is, that, is that an acronym? No. He would just fell asleep when he was tweeting. Oh. So he put C-O-V-F-E-F-E, and it was like the whole world went mental about what what's this Kavefe Trump's talking about? I thought you were going to reference the one where he was talking about in his profound and unbridled wisdom, he'd made that brilliant call. Do you remember this tweet? No. I've got nothing more on this. Oh, have you? That, that's where it ended. In that's... fact, I probably ended, I should have just said Kavefe. Yeah, you should. And that would have ended that <laughs> well, tweet well. Well, that would have worked well. then, in terms of that. Yeah, that's it'll, it'll be a go to it. Whenever you run out of something to say, yeah. just throw it out there. Kavefe. That's uh, SEN's political correspondent, Rob Bryce, there, <laughs> with uh, some more insight. <laughs> anyway, so that's horse racing. So it'll be a good week at uh, Flemington this week. It's always a cracking week. You told me you were going to go and see that film. Did you go? No, I think it's a viewing uh, straight after this, actually. Oh, really? But I'm supposed to go apartment hunting, so. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, right like a girl we're talking about. That's the film we're talking about. Not some other dodgy film. Mm. Yeah, there could have been anything off there. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, well, we'll get your um, movie review next week then, Rob, because sure. I'll just let our listeners know. So it's know. homework that I have to go see. Sorry about that. Movies. Yeah, yeah. Can I do uh, this during, like, work time? Is that going to work, like, like during the week, midday? Yeah. Whatever you want, man. Okay. Whatever you want. Tuesday. Just do it Tuesday. Got it. That's a good work day. Cheap Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it is this week. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Public holiday. So is it cheap oh, Tuesday on no, public holidays? I don't yeah. know. Anyway, okay. Well, that's horse racing for this week. 
we'll uh, we'll be back after the break. Morning, you're on the bucket list. It's me, Beefy, the world's biggest sports fan. And Daniel Ciccone is going to join us. He's going to talk to us about the Sportsnet holidays trips to the MotoGP. This time we're going to Thailand. Daniel, a bit different, a bit of a uh, motorcycle haven, weirdly enough. It is. Beefy, good morning. Uh, it, this one's a rip-up. Uh, I love it. They've brought the day forward to, to Friday the 20th of March to Sunday the 22nd of March. So it's going to be the first year uh, the race is being held so early in the season. Plus, we're expecting less rain at that time of year as well. So... A small change, but we think a, a great change. Yeah, that's it's always good. Now, Mark Marquez, he's won both editions of the uh, Thai MotoGP so far. Let's hope uh, 2020 is going to be a bit different. So, I mean, what makes the Thailand GP special? Find me an Australian or a Kiwi who, who doesn't love Thailand. They're few and far between. Amazing food, amazing people, credible value for money. Uh, it's an awesome opportunity to combine your love of, uh, of MotoGP and motorcycle racing with a, a pre and post holiday, whether it's Bangkok or Koh Samui or yeah, even Cambodia or Vietnam. So many choices. This package, it rivals the cost of staying on Phillip Island for the MotoGP, which we uh, just recently had. It's just amazing value for money. So it, it's an absolute ripper. The, the circuit is great for spectating and it's unique. Uh, you know, as an example, uh, to get from, you know, Grand Center, Grand Center around the track, they have free tuk-tuk shuttles. So just a great one, and, and like I said, uh, very different. Obviously, uh, you've uh, earmarked this one in your calendar. Obviously, the date change is very, very useful. What special experiences are you looking to uh, put into this one? But if we've got a cracker, this is one that we've done for the first two years, doing it again because we've just had such amazing feedback. So on the Friday night... We're going to have a, a exclusive sports at MotoGP Riders Dinner. Uh, this year was hosted by our BT Sports commentator, Gavin Emmett, a good friend of ours. Uh, we had Australia's Jack Miller, who uh, recently podiumed on the the, the Phillip Island MotoGP. Italian le- legend uh, Loris Caparossi was there as well. Uh, and, and Gavin basically interviews our special guest. We make sure there's some photo and, and autograph opportunities as well. It's just a brilliant start to what is a brilliant weekend. Now nah, that sounds excellent. So all your tickets are official. You're going to put together the best accommodation money can buy that's pretty close to the circus. You've got your transfers. You've got everything else. So what kind of variety of packages are you guys offering? Great question, Beefy. So the, the one thing I'm really excited about, Thailand MotoGP next year, it's in a really remote area. Buriam is, is right near the Cambodian border. It's about five hours east of, of Bangkok, and where for next year we've managed to secure accommodation in Buriram. So accommodation is, is 10 to 15 minutes from the track. So our package basically is return airfares from Australia, all airport transfers, circuit transfers, special experience, our function transfers, one night's accommodation in the heart of Bangkok, four nights at the hotel in Buriram. We include breakfast daily, a three-day uh, side stand ticket, uh, an official event program, the merchandise pack. So it's an all-inclusive package from start to finish. Because it's logistically a, a difficult event, uh, we like to look after our guests from the moment they arrive in Bangkok to the moment they leave. Now, you are the go-to guys for MotoGP travel. What other packages have you got going for uh, 2020? MotoGP is is one of our fastest-growing events genres, sporting genres. It's the, the flavour of the month at the moment. So we just had the Australian MotoGP, which was which was absolutely fantastic. We've got the Italian MotoGP, which, which is flying off the shelf. We do Japan every year. We've got Malaysia, uh, which is actually happening this weekend. We've got a number of people uh, in Malaysia. Catalonia, we've just put on the shelf for the first time. Athens 
is fast becoming uh, one of our most popular MotoGPs. And in 2021, we are definitely excited about the Indonesian MotoGP on Lombok. Now, let's just recap. You get your flights. You get your transfers to the hotel. You get accommodation literally right next to the track. The tickets are all official. Very important. Everything's done for you. And you get the special experiences with the MotoGP riders and the ability to have just such a great time with Sportsnet Hollows. Everything is looked after. And this is going to be absolutely special. And hopefully, it won't rain. Daniel, if our listeners want to go to the MotoGP in Thailand, how do we get a hold of you? Very easy. They can give us a call on our free call number, one three hundred triple eight eight five eight or visit our website all the information is there sportsnetholidays.com yep give them a bell one three hundred triple eight eight five eight or look them up on the internet www.sportsnetholidays.com daniel thanks for joining us this morning i can't wait for uh, thailand next year it's going to be awesome and uh, hopefully someone will break the marquez hold over this event so all the best daniel have a great weekend you too baby thank you the bucket list with beefy and diana simons Rob, yeah. How do you like a national anthem when it's performed well? Yeah, I'm a big fan, but uh, so often over the years it has been diabolical. The '80s was a very, very bad time for national anthems. They oh, seemed yeah. intent on synthesizer arrangements, electric drum machines, even often guitar lead break solos in the middle of the anthem. Yeah, you've got to do it straight. Orchestra. Well, that's traditional. What he was no frills attached. Designed for, wasn't it? I mean, yep. originally, you can't really get outside the realm. This is the tune. These are the words. Mm. That's the national anthem. Right. So have you got something coming up for us? Mate, to... I have picked the worst five. The worst? Mate, I've gone the worst. Am I going to enjoy this or get angry? Uh, probably both, knowing yep. you. Okay. Um, because you are, you're, you're a musician. Yep. Of sort. No, I was going to say of sorts. Of that's, sorts? Oh, it's what, what's that? That's a disgraceful just slur on my the, behalf. Just, just the casual, <laughs> on, the, on the side, a little quick little drop kick. By the way, Rob is in a couple of bands. He does play regularly. He's been a rock oh, star for, for a few years now. A rock star? Kind of. For a few years. Everyone's a rock star until they get discovered. You have to be getting be- paid touring, ah, I think, to yeah. qualify as a star. Yeah. Um, Mate, you've won a New Zealand Music Award. I went, I've went for two weeks, actually. I haven't won a New Zealand oh, Music Award. No, I got nominated. Oh, nominated. Sorry. But, uh, That's the Narias. Or... We're getting off track here. Sorry, basically. mate. Sorry. So, National Anthems. We're mm-hmm. back. All yep. right. So, top five worst National Anthem renditions that I've just whipped together. Just from around the world? Around the world. I try to keep it various. I, you know, you could generally what, 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 do what, five American ones and just laugh your head, head off. But what, uh, well, Where are we headed first? What country? Um, I thought, actually, we're going to go local. Yep. This is the Australian Baseball League. Australians Absolutely priceless, everyone. <laughs> he got uh, through the fella. I think what we've learned from that is don't get your kids drunk before they have to sing the anthem. 
yeah, yeah. That's what's going on. He had on a there. couple of uh, shots of whiskey just before going on. He got a bit nervous. Yeah, that kid would have walked off and just been crying. It's probably yeah. like got paid out at primary school, bullied. So that's that's the happy story around that one. Yeah, that we're all laughing at and replaying over and over. What a great moment! Well, he, he pushed through though. You he know, instead of through. stopping, he said, "No, I'm doing this. I'm absolutely doing this." But so. that's the moral that's, that's pushing through. Is like it's exactly like the commentator lost his voice. Exactly right. Impressive. Now we're going to America. Oh, yep. This one is going to annoy you. Okay. Because this is a total reworking and just taking... Of the American National Anthem. American National Anthem. And I know you're going to rant after this, so we'll just go I, straight The American Anthem's it. great if you mess with this. I know. He's yeah. messed with this. Uh, who's he? Ah, uh, Kelly. Oh, God. Oh, can you see? Oh, jeez. <laughs> by the dawn's early light What's so proudly we had by the twilight Just wait, Rob, just wait. Oh. All together now. Through the perilous light For the ramparts we will watch and watch I think we can all be thankful that guy's now in jail. Yeah, well, we can. Because you'll never, ever hear that crap ever again. What is it? You don't do some Lionel Richie all night long, <laughs> boogie-woogie type of crap. It's a national anthem. Oh, exactly. Clap the, your the, hands, y'all. Clap the hands, y'all. Um, the best thing about that is... Did, did they boo afterwards? Or uh, did they clap? Oh, that's a good question. The, the strange thing about it, it's, it's a, a boxing... Pretty, pretty easy question. Yeah. <laughs> it's a boxing crowd. There's two fighters in the ring while R. Kelly comes on and does national anthem. And there's dancers. They've got dancers. It sounds similar to Carl Weathers coming out as uh, in Rocky. <laughs> the bigger, that, crazy. That's, that's just horrendous. That's the epitome of yep. everything that you can do wrong in one hit. Okay, that, I'm going to challenge you on this. Right. You can go... There's more, but wait. But wait. Steak knives. What you can do, how about... Okay, you're representing mm-hmm. your country. You've just won the gold medal. Mm-hmm. And you're from Kazakhstan. Yeah. You're a shooter. Yeah. And so you, you've just got your medal. Please stand for the Kazakhstan National Anthem. What's happened? I think yeah. this is in Kuwait or the Middle East. Yeah. Clearly, what's happened is Kazakhstan have won <laughs> won the gold medal. And I thought, 
Gee, we haven't got the Kazakhstan national yeah. anthem. YouTube. YouTube. Ah, Kazakhstan national anthem and Borat's national anthem. <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen. <laughs> they found it and just not thought anything of it because, yeah, it's not what we've heard before. So that must be it. <laughs> oh, that's, but that's brilliant. The worst thing is the the girl that's won the gold medal is standing on the podium. Is looking around, going, "What is this?" <laughs> one thing I will say is musically, that's oh, a more great. apt anthem than the R. Kelly one. But the, li- lyrically, it's falling down. <laughs> but it's a, yes. it's a piece of music. Uh, oh, yeah. uh, it's working for me. Very funny. All right. Um, we go. It's rugby, national anthem. This is the locals having a go. So Australia were playing Argentina and Buenos Aires. Yeah. So they've got some local opera singer to have a go at the Australian national anthem. All right. <laughs> an interesting take on Advanced <laughs> Australia Fair. My favourite ever. <laughs> well, he's had a stab at it. He smashed the high note at the end. <laughs> oh, did well. But uh, that's definitely like, you know, when you're having a drunk sing-along. Oh, yeah. And you sort of, you, I don't know. Mama just killed a man. <laughs> yeah. Trigger, now he's dead. <laughs> just, sort of, just sort of, you go, Missy and come flying back oh, in. Oh, yeah. No, he's, he's had a belter there. Yeah, I, I love Greg Martin. He goes, my favourite ever. <laughs> You could just listen to that again and again and think, yeah, he's had a crack. Tremendous voice. All right, this is, if I tell you we're going to Utah. Oh, that's not it. That's number two. Right. If I'm telling you we're going to Utah and I'm telling you we're going to a demolition derby, Rob. Yeah. (laughs) Salt Lake City, Mormon capital of uh, uh, Salt Lake City, yeah. yeah. It's a bit long, but this is just the greatest ever rendition of a national anthem you will ever hear. Okay, all right. What's so proud? Literally in slow motion. <laughs> Through the perilous fight <laughs> oh the ramparts we watch. Getting the words right. Oh, yeah. We're so gay. no rush. <laughs> Oh, I had to stumble once. And the rocket's red flag. 
Still going. Go Bring it on home. is a determined effort. The strange thing is you have to play it in full because you just want it to finish. Well, what's the situation? That's how she's drunk. Clearly. Has to be off chop. Well, she's actually standing in the back of a ute. <laughs> Put it that way. Right. It's all we need. So that it all brings a picture together I love nicely. It. I yeah. love that. It's one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my entire yeah, but life. But that's it's so many times during that she could have turned back. It's like Samwise Gamgee's speech on uh, Mount yeah. Doom and Lord of the Rings. Just push All on the great it. stories in life. There's so many times they could have turned back, <laughs> only they didn't. Only and they she did. just pushed right on through. Uh, she did. Mm. You know, Beefy, when you're travelling, you never know what's going to happen with the currency market. The currency can fluctuate up or down. That's why it's good to find out more about Travel Money Oz. Yeah, it doesn't matter how skilled you are or how many times you've exchanged before. There is no foolproof way to get the best exchange rate. Ah, unless, of course, you take out Travel Money Oz's rate move guarantee because they can give you that. If you go in store and exchange your currency and the rate moves up or down, they will give you the best rate and if you lose out, they'll refund the difference all within 14 days. Winner, winner. One less thing you have to worry about when you're travelling. Beefy, go in store. You can find out where they're located. You can give them a call on 1300 426 That's 1300 426 Or you can just jump on their internet site, www.travelmoneyoz.com. That's travelmoneyoz.com. Does your sporting club or community group need help with fundraising? They all do. My Club Shop is your essential fundraising partner. This free service is simple to use and can provide a 12-month-a-year revenue stream with support from great companies like Samsung and TCL and new features being added daily. This revolutionary platform is a complete game-changer. Did we mention it's all free? All you have to do is log on to myclubshop.com.au to register your interest and one of their friendly team will get in touch straight away. That's myclubshop.com.au and it's all free! What more do you need? So we played the first song that came to his head. It just so happened to be. It was the worst song in the world. It was the worst song in the world. Listen to the song and it's clear a moment because the words don't fit and the song is shit. You're a talentless kid. You suck! Apologies to all the listeners. I forgot that was in there. <laughs> Gee, we're going to get kicked off after... No one probably noticed 47 minutes of Gosh. the first show, Rob. Gosh. Anyway, so on 365 Days of Sport, we do a segment called Worst Song in the World. Now, this isn't just a slight on bad songs. They're all sports-related, so they're either sports stars, 
doing songs, yeah. songs about sport, mm-hmm. or just, I mean, it was off the back of traditional FA Cup songs in the UK and Britain, where if you made the FA Cup final, you generally did a song. Mm. But, but sometimes there's a twist. Like, the, the intent is to find a bad song, but sometimes they're so bad they're actually great. Yes. And today's one I would suggest is an example of that. Definitely We have is. a guy by the name of Doug Parkinson. Yeah. He's it's, a the song is, Aussie icon. Aussie icon. The song is called Where Would We Be Without A.B.? as an Alan Border. And as the song suggests, he didn't just unite Australia as a cricketing nation. I think he's brought the entire country together with his Duncan Fernley... <laughs> AB five-star uh, <laughs> magnum exploding bat. Alan Border. He, as, as the, the lyrics here are not, there's not one figurative lyric or metaphorical lyric. It's very literal, this song. Take the words on face value because they will just bring, they bring it together. Doug Parkinson sings a song on the SCG in the video. He does. Um, and this is, this is probably the greatest sports song in the history of all sports. According to Rob. All right, well, we're just going to hear it because, you know, it's up there in the, uh, you know, up there Kazali mold i think it's not intended to be it's unintentional comedy is what it is i love it love yeah. that all right let's yeah. uh, let's give us a taste of where would we be without ab the kid in the schoolyard in the blazing summer sun standing in the heat waves the gift of a champion is thinking of the dawn. She wants to be like that for the glory of Australia. The boy begins to bat. The years have passed so quickly, and the boy becomes a man like those who dreamed before him. He becomes a champion. The best team in the world Big Verboom won The brothers won Born and taught them all He's led the team to victory For everyone to see The Latin of our generation The baby The years that pass so quickly But his record will always stand He's the greatest captain ever born Alan Go round again, oh yeah. <laughs> 
we do. Alan Border, we salute you for the time we get. You brings gave. a tear to my eye, Beefy. I just get emotional hearing it, yeah. and, and just the sight of big burly Doug Parkinson on uh, the, uh, on the SCG <laughs> with, his... with a flaming mullet. It's like well, it's a classic '80s permed yeah. sort of. But the wind's blowing, it's waving, and it's emotional. The it, only way that could have been written, is, it must have been like a "This Is Your Life" special, and that was on the end. I'm thinking that because that is a such a piss take. <laughs> um, the best thing about Doug Parnes, he's wearing a blazer that's like three sizes too small as well. Because he's a burly chap. He's burly. Burly's the word. Burly chap, Portly. yes. He's the Bradman of our generation, Rob. Yeah. Uh, the greatest captain Are these ever, your notes? Are these are your notes? Uh, greatest captain ever born. Yeah. Of, of any nation. Of any nation. Mm-hmm. And he does rhyme champion with man. Champion. In the chorus he goes champion. He also rhymes AB with AB. Well... Can't get better than so, that, can you? Yeah. It's I'm never sure. going to change. I reckon Eminem would say that works. I'm not arguing so, with Eminem. Um, think, Marshall Mathers. His poetry is up there. Imagine. With the, with the top of them. Imagine if the somebody did them. turn Where Would We Be Without AB into a rap and wrapped it through. That well, would be I mean, awesome. I mean, we can only hope. I mean, are you, are you, are you, are you, are you giving me a challenge, Beefy? Oh, hello. Okay. Here I'm, we go. I'm go away and work on that. Go away and work on that. Beautiful. Oh, it is uh, It is one of my favourites, that from Worst Song in the World. Where mm. would we be without AB? It is a cracker. And, it, and that's what Worst Song in the World was designed for, that segment. It's all about bringing people together. You've got to bring people and together. And that extends beyond sport. That's, that's, that's global. I was when Listening back to that, I was thinking, if Foreigner brought in the gospel choir... I know he does get a bit of choral stuff, but the yeah, gospel choir that, to give it a bit of really yeah, okay. That would work. I like Dude. the sort of it's got that sort of pub, uh, yeah. slightly boganish tinge to it, though, which uh, I, I really like. The that. Australian way, Rob. The Australian way. Right. Good. Anyway, uh, what are you doing this weekend? Apart from obviously watching horse racing horses. from the couch. I don't know. I just want to lie on the. That's re- that's really all I want to do. Oh, okay. I, I love lying on the couch. Do you? Yeah. I love flying on the... Brilliant. I've well, got to go apartment hunting with uh, my yeah. partner. I think I might have seen to that for you, Rob. Yeah? I've, I've put in a word. Good. Put in a word Good for you. Man. You know what I'm doing today? What's that? I'm going to Cryle Castle. A castle? Cryle Castle. Up Are there castles the, uh... in Australia? Yeah, there's one. They built one a couple of months ago. Okay. They just whipped it together. Yeah. It was... Uh... It's lacking authenticity while this Lacking sounds. authenticity, yeah. Mm. Um, they were. I'm pretty sure they were trying to turn it into Harry Potter world. Put it this way. Well, that's it's something... It's up near Bendigo, I think. Uh, wouldn't there be all sorts of copyright rights for if they're going to make it into well, Harry I Potter? Well, I think they were going to do it on the permission of J.K. Rowling. They need a consult her. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. Anyway, it is Australia versus England... At jousting today, it's the wow. ashes of jousting, Rob. Gosh, that's a, this is actual full contact, full suits contact, of armor, suits of armor. Yep. So oh. they're bringing that back, are they? Bringing it back. Yeah. It's been away far too long. It's been right. dead for four hundred years. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Time to bring it back. Time to bring it back. Of course, <laughs> yeah. Even though, like, probably like people's heads came off and they died and stuff. It's like, oh, let's let's not stop doing it because four hundred years ago we realised this is completely stupid. Yeah. Let's bring it back. Why not? And uh, is there any safety measures that they have? Are the, well, they are the, do are the lances suits. made of oak still, or what uh, do they do? I don't think they're made of oak, but mm. I think there's pretty heavy wood. Um, yep. I'm not quite sure what the lances are made of. So that's where I'm off today. So What uh, does the winner get for that? Uh, survival. Yeah. Yeah. You could survive by not doing it. Exactly right. Anyway, people, have a great weekend of sport. We have been 365 Days of Sport. Does the bucket list. We'll be back for the next couple of weeks. Hope you've enjoyed it. Di, if you want to go on a sports tour experience, who are you going to choose? Sportsnet Holidays, Beefy, Australia's number one provider of sports travel. 
They offer travel packages and tours to over 50 of the world's biggest sporting events. Sportsnet takes the stress out of organising travel to those bucket list events. Oh, we're talking Wimbledon, we're talking the Monaco Grand Prix, you name it, they go there. And what's more, Sportsnet can provide access beefy to some incredible money-can't-buy experience and they even host their own functions and dinners. So whether it's the Australian Open Tennis... This year's Rugby World Cup in Japan, the State of Origin, or the Isle of Man TT, Sportsnet will ensure you have the adventure of a lifetime. Make sure if you're going on a holiday to a sporting event, go through Sportsnet Holidays. Sportsnetholidays.com, that's sportsnetholidays.com. Or give them a call on 1300 888858, that's 1300 888858. Sportsnet Holidays, turn that dream sport trip into a reality. Um... Do we need to talk about 365 Days of Sport? We do. Well, guess what, Beefy? What, Rob? There's a great new podcast out there. It's called 365 Days of Sport. Yeah? What's it about? It's about me, and it's also about... Sport? Yep. Why should you listen to it? It's bloody good, Rob. It's officially the best sports radio show on the planet. (laughs) Join Beefy and Rob every week. Why wouldn't you? 365 Days of Sport. Get it where you get your podcast from. We're on Spotify too. Just listen to 365 Days of Sport. It's the podcast you'd listen to if you've got nothing better to do.